Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Oh, oh, wow. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. What is it, a Monday morning? Obvious as all get out. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. This is indeed the broadcast for July the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And without a doubt, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. I had a delightful weekend. Hope you had one as well. We, of course, were live on Saturday. We had our guest on Mr. Stuart Rhodes, founder and president of Oath Keepers, Guardians of the Republic, OathKeepers.org. And we talked about psychotic, dishonest headlines from Salon. Stuart Rhodes, they say, the founder of the right wing, Oath Keepers Militia, was spotted by a Salon reporter at CPAC in Dallas on Friday sporting a CPAC official pass. Yeah, they say the CPAC was a carnival of extremists. Wow. And conspiracy theorists, all shapes and sizes of conspiracy theorists, yeah, combined with uh, January 6th supporters, showed up in Dallas. Organizers didn't even care that there was all kinds of conspiracy theorists and January 6th supporters. And, uh, and then these salon people had the audacity to say that Stuart Rhodes was harassing them ladies and gentlemen i submit to you they were harassing stuart rhodes you can tell by their psychotic dishonest deranged unhinged headlines all shapes and sizes of conspiracy nuts plus january 6th supporters what is a january 6th supporter yeah despite accusations from democrats no january 6th protesters have been charged with treason or sedition See Douglas Golden with that piece. So they want you to believe that somehow Stuart Rhodes is a criminal. Somehow people that went to January 6th and or believe the January 6th desire to have accountability on vote fraud. Uh, somehow any of us people were like birthers and truthers and January 6th supporters and conspiracy nuts and wackos. And this salon reporter went up to Stuart Rhodes literally going, how did you get in here? Why are you here? asserting that he was a criminal or somehow not legitimately there. Well, he's got a pass. He attends like everybody else. He's a free man, innocent until proven guilty. See, criminals at the FBI, believe it or not, took Stuart Rhodes' cell phone. After two weeks, they gave it back, and he's still guilty of nothing. See, that's the point to be made here. All right, now Congresswoman Joyce Beatty got arrested at a voting rights protest event. They had a march at the Capitol just a couple of days ago, and she and many others got arrested. 
talk about insurrection. So why didn't why isn't that a <clears throat> insurrection and overthrow the government with Joyce Beatty and crew? Also, insurrection leftists, agitators literally blocked every entrance to the White House just a couple of days ago. They issued demands to Joe Biden article. Kevin Catapano, the Western Journal, with that piece. Left-wing group dumps cow poop at White House entrance. Demands Biden take climate action. Okay? This is crazy, folks. But anyway, there you have it. So they harassed Stuart Rhodes, this salon reporter, and then turned it around and claimed that he harassed them. You think guys like me are running around looking for salon reporters? Okay, the way they wrote their headlines against all of us. Because are you a January 6th supporter? Well, it depends on what you mean by January 6th supporter. I'm not a supporter of anybody who might have committed violence against anybody at the Capitol. But I am a supporter of going there peacefully, hearing President Trump speak, rally the troops, so to speak. Then going peacefully to the Capitol to say to your congressman and senator, who work for us, by the way, we'd like you to look into this vote fraud scenario. We pray for our country. We believe there's a problem here. But see, you can't do that in America now because the liberals, sadly, for the most part, try to control the narrative. They're losing, by the way. Several participants of the January 6th event at the U.S. Capitol are now taking part in one attorney's re-education program, which involves watching movies about topics like slavery or the Holocaust, reading books, etc., as they await sentencing. Uh, this is bogus, ladies and gentlemen. It just shows you how criminal they are. You're not even guilty, but yet now you plead guilty because you're fearful that if you don't, you're going to get the book thrown at you. Intimidation to the highest level. They tried that with Ammon Bundy. It didn't work. Uh, anyway, all I'm telling you is what a shame. Great interview with Stuart Rhodes, though. Second hour we had on, well, we were going to have on Richard Mack, but we didn't. Uh, what happened to my body, my choice? Charlie Kirk, AmericanFreedomReport.com. Uh, yeah, so when it was murdering babies, it was my body, my choice, that women would say. Now with the vaccinations, you're not allowed to say my body, my choice. No, you're killing everybody. If you don't get the vaccine, they want you to believe. Never mind that dozens of people who get the vaccine also get the COVID. And people who have got the vaccines and or got COVID have been killed by both by the way the feds protected hunter biden u.s attorney in delaware kept hunter biden's investigation secret during the 2020 campaign yeah time had come to issue subpoenas and issue search warrants and everything else but he didn't do it yeah didn't do it why yeah they didn't want to take any actions that would alert the public to this fact so while they attacked Donald Trump with all kinds of allegations of criminal activity, and there was none, they knew that he wasn't guilty of anything. They kept up the drumbeat. But you know what? U.S. Attorney David Weiss was urged by officials involved in the case to avoid bringing this up about Hunter, thus Biden. That's election fraud, ladies and gentlemen, and that's conspiracy fact let me get this straight. That's conspiracy fact, not even conspiracy theory. The feds literally protected Hunter Biden. They didn't go 
and prosecute as they were normally going to. They held it off because of the election. They wanted to give Joe and Hunter and everybody else a pass and protection, ladies and gentlemen. That is criminal vote fraud right there, plain as day. Because if people knew the truth about Hunter and Joe and the criminal activity of the Biden family, and if they realized that uh, President Donald Trump did not have any guilt relating to the allegations made, you make allegations on one side and hold real evidence on the other side, and now you've manipulated an election. By the way, a race-motivated agency also spying. Article by Katie Edmondson. It's called an obscure federal office operated for more than a decade as an unaccountable police force inside the Commerce Department using extreme and unauthorized police tactics. Yeah, they got caught, ladies and gentlemen. Tucker Carlson also goes goes all in and lays out truth of 2020 election. The deep state flat out undermined the new president by opening investigations into things that he never committed while at the same time withholding real evidence against Hunter and Joe. Jason Miller, I guess he started GetTR.com, a new website to take on Twitter and others. We'll see what happens with that. We'll keep an eye on that ball for you. Anyway, that's a wrap, but can you believe all the criminal activity going on in America? Lowell Nelson, welcome back, sir. CampaignForLiberty.org. Really quick, so vote fraud. They made all kinds of allegations against Donald Trump about criminal activity, and not a single one of them have stuck. Not a one. But the drumbeat was so loud, so constant before the elections and during the elections, it was shocking. And then it turns out that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden literally had criminal activity against them, evidence in hand, ready for subpoenas, ready for search warrants, and the prosecutor decided not to take it on before and during the election. That alone is vote fraud. If you vilify one side when there's no evidence and then you protect the other side when there is evidence, forget all the votes, forget all the counting of ballots and everything else. This is blatant vote fraud and proof of conspiracy fact, Lol. You're exactly right, Sam. And it's the complicity of the media with the wrong side of, well, the bad side, the dark side of people in politics uh, that uh, makes that happen, I guess. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, you've got, you've got the media spinning the stories one way. You've got corrupt um, politicians, prosecutors, on the other hand, uh, working hand in glove with... Uh, the, the, the corrupt media, and uh, that's the result, I guess. I, that's all I can say, Sam. And it even goes all the way to the House of Representatives who used all kinds of false evidence as they impeached Donald um, as well, right, uh, as a run-up to the election. Imagine an impeachment on one side when they don't have any evidence, and it turns out the facts were blatantly wrong. The media participated, got caught lying, had to print retractions. The House still used it as evidence as the impeachment happened. At the same time, they know full well that Hunter and Joe have criminal activity, ready for subpoenas and ready for search warrants, and they do none of it. And the media covers it up as well. So you got the prosecutor in bed with the media on one side to withhold, and then the then the house in bed with the media on the other side to make allegations that didn't stick and weren't even true. All right, we'll come back, talk about it a little bit more. Hang tight, Liberty Roundtable Live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? 
Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota? Well, here's your opportunity. This July 21st through 24th, thousands of liberty lovers are headed to South Dakota for the greatest libertarian show on earth, Freedom Fest, this time held at the Rushmore Civic Center in Rapid City, South Dakota, with a record-setting crowd. Here's your chance to make new friends and meet the country's top political and business leaders, authors, and filmmakers in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Some of the star speakers this year, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Dr. Drew, Larry Elder, U.S. Senator Mike Lee, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis, the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey, Steve Moore, John Fun, Grover Norquist, Tom Woods, and the infamous pandemic mock trial. Go to FreedomFest.com. Use promo code WAR50 to get $50 off the registration fee. That's FreedomFest.com with promo code WAR50. Fly there, drive there, bike there, RV there, be there. FreedomFest in South Dakota. Get your tickets now at FreedomFest.com. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. So I'm saying to you that um, what more positive proof do you want? On one hand, it literally goes to the House of Representatives in bed with the media. The media told lies. The House used those lies in the impeachment proceedings. They all got caught. Donald Trump, guilty of nothing. They claimed he was the big insurrectionist, trying to overthrow the republic. There's not a single charge against Donald Trump literally six months later. On the other hand, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, they have full well evidence there's been an investigation going on since 2018 that's continuing now. And they were ready to submit evidence. They were ready to uh, issue subpoenas and issue search warrants. And there was a cabal, the attorney, and those responsible said, we're going to hold on to this and not let it roll. The prosecutor's not going to prosecute because there's an election coming up and or eventually happening. This is flat-out criminal conspiracy, fact proven. I don't know how it goes to higher levels than that. Uh, to make the point, and everybody wants to say there's no election fraud. In my opinion, that can sway the mind of the public. You think one guy's a villain, the other guy's squeaky clean, turns out to be just the opposite in reality, and they knew it all along. And the evidence they used in the impeachment turned out to be false, much of it. I mean, I don't know why people aren't arrested for this, Lol. Yeah. it's uh, Well, the wrong guys are in charge. Uh, the, you know, it's the opposition that's in charge, and so they... Um, are making a decision not to to arrest the the real perpetrators.
bad guys because the real bad guys are the ones in charge. They're not going to arrest themselves. So it's collusion. It's bad news. I mean, I just don't know what you can do unless you get good, upstanding, uh, law-abiding, rule-of-law type people in charge. And well, and there's only one way I know to do it. that, ladies and gentlemen, and it starts with this reminder about political leadership school law. It does, Sam. Certainly, the people in the levers with the levers of power, um, if they are good, honest people, then you're going to have a government that's going to be far more respectful of your oper- I mean, of your freedoms, of your liberties. And uh, but but if you have the, the the black hats, the people that do not respect the rule of law in power, sitting in the halls of, of Congress, the, halls of the legislature or in the councils of your city government, whatever, wherever it is, then then you're not going to have transparent uh, government, and you're going to have people there who don't respect your freedoms, your liberties, uh, running the the asylum. So this, this school really is, um, it's training. It's going to provide information for activists on how to get the right people elected and how to make the people who do get elected do the right thing. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's very persuasive uh, when you have a lot of your constituents clamoring for you to do something. Politicians will do what they clamor for them to do. And uh, how do, but but how do you go about getting a, a group of people to, to to you know unify on a particular issue and push the politicians to do something? Well, that's what we learn in this class. Uh, we learn the tools. We and we get the inspiration needed to do that. Now, Sam, this class that's going to be in Sandy on the last day of this month, Saturday, July 31, is uh, one-third full at this point. That means there's about another, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 seats, 40 seats, I guess, that are available. And uh, if you live near Sandy, Utah, you need to be in this class if you want to have an impact on upcoming elections. At whatever level of um, you know of government you wish, whether it's your city council, maybe it's a service district, maybe it's a school district um, or a county commission, uh, wherever you want to make your influence felt, the, the smaller the jurisdiction, the bigger influence you will have. Um, and um, but uh, you know normally you pay hundreds of dollars for this training, Sam. This is amazing training. I've been to well over a dozen of these schools. And um, it, you, you normally pay hundreds of dollars for this, but this school that we're doing here in Sandy and all of the ones across the, the country are basically done at cost. You pay 50 bucks for this school, 30 if you're a student, and that includes lunch. It's an all-day event from 9 to 5 in the morning to 5 in the afternoon. And um, you learn this amazing stuff. Um, I know that our audience is across the nation, Sam, so I just wanted to tell people how you can get information on a school near you. You go to a search engine and you enter, uh, you know, uh, FACL Political Leadership School. FACL is Foxtrot Alpha Charlie Lima. Uh, it stands for the Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership. That's the school that they provide the teachers. These are nationally acclaimed teachers that fly out to your location and teach these schools. Um, you put the, the FACL Political Leadership School into a search engine, and you can find a FACL school near you. Now, I, I, I went to the website just last night, 
um, uh, facul-training.org slash schools slash events. I'll say that again in a moment. And I saw the list of upcoming schools for the next three months. There was one last Saturday, July 17th, in Casper, Wyoming, two this weekend, July 24th, one in Bowling Green, Kentucky, one in West Bloomfield, Michigan. I'm just going to say a couple more so people get the idea of how broadly these schools are sprinkled across the country. There's four of them on July 31st, one in Sandy, Utah. That's the one I'm hosting, one in Cincinnati, Ohio, one in Springfield, Missouri, one in Gainesville, Florida. And I looked at August. There's 14 schools in August, Sam. Uh, one in North Carolina, Kansas, Alabama, Virginia, Washington, Miami, Florida, um, not uh, Michigan, not Miami, Florida, Indiana, Georgia, New Hampshire, New York, another one in Florida, one in, another one in Alabama, one in Massachusetts, and the list goes on, Sam. So FACL is endeavoring to provide this marvelous education to activists all across the country and as and as you look at the the impact of mask mandates business closures lockdown orders there is a lot of civil unrest i can feel it sam people want to do something about this tyranny this oppression but they aren't sure what to do or how to do it well at this school you're going to learn how to do it and what to do so that the way you spend your limited time and resources becomes the most effective way to spend your time and resources. Uh, so that's the scoop on this school coming up, Sam. We're going to learn how to make an impact politically and get the good people elected, not the bad ones, Sam. And ladies and gentlemen, the website is facl-training.org, right? That's right. Um, that's, that's Foxtrot Alpha Charlie Lima. That's the four letters FACL. Uh, facl-training.org slash schools slash events. All right, there you have that, ladies and gentlemen. Schools. And there is a school in Utah, too. Sign up immediately, end of the month, July 31st. The preciousness of remaining human, a very important uh, thing to focus on. There's a new website Lowell wants you to know about. It's called Pan Data, P-A-N-Data.org, right, Lowell? Exactly right, Pandata.org. has a boatload of great information about the so-called pandemic. Uh, Pandata stands for Pandemics Data and, and, and Analytics. Uh, they, they call their organization Panda, actually. Pandemics, Data, and Analytics. It's a group of multidisciplinarian professionals who, uh, who just got together. They looked at the global reaction to COVID and to lockdown in particular, and they per correctly perceived that as overwrought and damaging to the point of causing a great tear in the fabric of society. So they established Panda in April of 2020. That's been, what, well over a year now. And the thing I like about their website, Sam, is that it is so well done. It's a professionally done website. I mean, these guys are international scientists. They're doctors. Uh, you might recognize the name of Scott Atlas and Jay Bhattacharya as members of Panda's Scientific Advisory Board. These are well-respected um, members of, the, their, their, of, of this group well-respected, uh, have credentials a mile long, and uh, have great experience. And
insights on the effect of the lockdowns. I mean, for example, Sam, uh, they provide some sobering numbers. Uh, basically, 150 million people pushed into extreme poverty by the lockdowns. 130 of them threatened by starvation. Over a million child deaths will come because of the lockdowns. They're, lockdowns are deadly in developing countries. So, pretty serious stuff. The wonderful website, pandata.org. Sam? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a doctor in Canada to tell you all about an American hero even though he lives in Canada, right? A hero worldwide, I guess you could say. People love liberty around the world, and we're here to tell you about them in seconds with Lowell Nelson. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. 80 wildfires have burned well over 1 million acres in 13 states out west. More than 19,700 wildland firefighters and support personnel are assigned to wildfires. Montana is reporting 18 large fires at this time. Idaho has 17. California and Oregon have nine large wildfires. Washington, seven. And Alaska and Arizona have six large fires. As the ballot recount in Arizona has turned up improprieties, Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich has demanded Democrat Secretary of State Katie Hobbs turn over evidence in the 2020 elections. Hobbs has told auditors they cannot have hard drives and other items associated with the election demanded by the Arizona Senate. Texas and eight other states sued to hold DACA, arguing that President Barack Obama lacked the power to create the program in 2012 by executive action because it circumvented Congress. U.S. District Judge Andrew Hannon in Houston agreed, barring the government from approving new applications. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot from my great friends at Freedom Fest. Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota? Well, here's your opportunity. This July 21st through 24th, thousands of liberty lovers are headed to South Dakota for the greatest libertarian show on earth, Freedom Fest. This time held at the Rushmore Civic Center in Rapid City, South Dakota, with a record-setting crowd. Here's your chance to make new friends and meet the country's top political and business leaders, authors, and filmmakers in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Some of the star speakers this year, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Dr. Drew, Larry Elder, U.S. Senator Mike Lee, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis, the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey, Steve Moore, John Fun, Grover Norquist, Tom Woods, and the infamous pandemic mock trial. Go to FreedomFest.com. Use promo code WAR50 to get $50 off the registration fee. That's FreedomFest.com with promo code WAR50. Fly there, drive there, bike there, RV there, be there. Freedom Fest in South Dakota. Get your tickets now at FreedomFest.com. Gunshots rang out outside the Washington Nationals baseball game over the weekend. Giving us a breakdown of what happened, Jeremy Scott from the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau reports. Fans ducked for cover inside the dugouts at Nationals Park on Saturday night. An announcement was made over the loudspeaker to try to keep everyone calm and inside the stadium. The action is outside of the stadium. At this time, we actually remaining in the stadium. One vehicle pulls up, another vehicle pulls up next to it, engages that first vehicle uh, in gunfire. An uninvolved citizen that was attending this game but outside the stadium was struck by gunfire. Police said Sunday they're looking for the suspect's vehicle, a gray Toyota with a missing hubcap. It was displaying a temporary Virginia tag and had dark-tinted windows. The Toyota Corolla was captured on nearby surveillance video. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott. Thank you for listening. It is well appreciated. We are USA Radio News.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. It is important to remain human, ladies and gentlemen. Pandata.org. They want you to believe somehow that you could just destroy every human interaction with no repercussions. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a lie. Straight from Satan, it's a lie. Satan wants to destroy all human interaction, human affection, and normalcy. Don't let him do it. Dr. Charles Hoff is his name. He's a Canadian doctor. And wow, he's speaking out boldly, Lol. He is, Sam. We often say on this program and on other radio programs, I hear it said that there's numerous doctors uh, and scientists who refute the official narrative when it comes to COVID. And so this morning, I just wanted to take um, and just just take three minutes to five minutes, whatever, and, and profile this one doctor who's doing exactly that. And, you know, because we want to know that there is pushback and we want to know that there are truth tellers out there because that's encouraging to the rest of us who want to tell the truth, who want to be subscribers of the truth. And that's the case here. This Dr. Charles Hoffa lives in a small rural town in British Columbia. The town is called Lytton, L-Y-T-T-O-N, Lytton. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, there in Canada. Now, he has administered over 900 doses of, mo- of the Moderna. <clears throat> okay, I sneezed that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, 900 doses of this Moderna experimental gene therapy, RNA COVID-19 injections, he observed the severe reactions in his patients, but the 900 patients, and he sounded the alarm about it. Well, what did he get for blowing the whistle on the Moderna shot? Well, he got a gag order. came from a judge, and he defied the gag order. He told the public, despite the gag order, how the Moderna injections killed or permanently disabled indigenous people in his community. Well, he was punished for going public with his observations. He was fired from hospital duty, lost half of his income. But Dr. Hafe is a hero, Sam. He risked his reputation. He risked his career, maybe even his life. I mean, who knows, to bring this important information to the public. This is what he found. He found that the blood clots um, that we hear about, uh, about which the media claim are very rare, they're the big blood clots, the ones that can easily cause strokes and show up on CT scans and MRIs and stuff. But the clots that he was talking about are microscopic and are too small to find on any such scan. They can be detected only using the D-dimer test. Now, I don't know what the D-dimer test is, Sam. I don't know uh, that much about it. But apparently it's a test by which he found evidence of small blood clots in 62% of his patients who took the jab. And he said this further, Sam. He said, quote, these people have no idea they're even having these microscopic blood clots. The most alarming part of this is that there are some parts of the body, like the brain, the spinal cord, the heart, and the lungs, which cannot regenerate. And when those tissues are damaged by blood clots, they are permanently damaged, end of quote. So one of the things that's crystal clear in my mind, Sam, is that this so-called pandemic is a is a means to an end, it's, which is the domination or the control of the human 
family. <clears throat> you know, we've talked about the blood clotting aspects of these, of the jab, the, the COVID jab before. And um, it, this, this is just further evidence. You know, when two thirds of the people who get this Moderna injection show up with blood clots, you know there's something wrong with it. And we, and we just can't be encouraging people to take these stuff because they're going to end up And hurting. what they want you to believe, what they want you to believe is this doctor was a rock star, a great man, an educated man, true to his cause, true to the first do-no-harm policy of physicians. He was a stellar man until he went wacko, conspiracy crazy, bat crazy on us, right? And now he's That's not to be trusted, not credible, not legitimate, not, uh, in fact, he's lost his marbles. He probably ought to be arrested for peddling false information. Do you see how rabid crazy these people are? It is just and, uh, It doesn't make any sense. Why would this doctor mm-hmm. throw his career away, lose half of his income um, on this situation? 62% have heart damage, he says. They have teeny, teeny blood clots. The only blood clots you hear about are the big ones where they can't ignore it. In this case, though, you have these tiny blood clots that you can't even see in normal um, you know, ways of, of telling. You've got to do a special test to know. But it turns out 150 million people are pushed into extreme poverty. 130 million people threatened by starvation, ladies and gentlemen. 1.2 million child deaths from the lockdowns. Lockdowns are deadly, folks, everywhere, but especially when countries and peoples are living hand to mouth. This is criminal, lol, what they've done. And more and more and more evidence comes out as more legitimate people stand up every single day. Well, that's right, Sam, absolutely, and thank goodness for the people who are standing up um, and speaking out. I mean, I would I would never take the jab simply because I don't believe in vaccines at all. I believe in the strength of my own body, immune system, but there are many people in the world who do rely on doctors, and, and, and so you've got the big pharma pushing this, uh, this vaccine, so-called vaccine. It's not a vaccine, folks. It's just a cocktail of of uh, drugs, uh, gene therapy, basically, is what it is, and they want you to take it. And they, and, and, and you need to be asking why. You need to understand the risks involved. And blood clotting is one of the very real risks of taking the jab. So you, you, it's your decision, folks, but you need to have full information. And thank goodness for courageous doctors like Charles Hoffa who are standing up and just simply giving the rest of us the benefit of the observations that he has made after having given 900 doses of this experimental gene therapy injection so hats off to him sam he's doing a great job he's a hero well and sadly this guy believed at the start right he gave them the benefit of the doubt that's another in my opinion critical part of the story is that he trusted Mm -hmm. them he he carried out his quote doctoral duties if you will uh, per the standard lie. And then when he watched his patients, he went, wait a minute, something's wrong. Um, in my opinion, it's even more of a hero because it's one thing to start down that road. Um, it's another thing to admit the error and turn mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm not doing this. I, I, I went in good faith here. 
but now I see the truth, that takes some real guts. And that's why I say this guy's an American hero. Most physicians would have went, well, I'm not going to put my <clears throat> credibility on the line. I might not be willing to give these vaccines anymore, but I'm not going to blow the whistle or I'm going to save my career, or save my hide or whatever. He did none of those things. Anyway, incredible. Uh, in, in my opinion, what a hero. What an absolute hero. All right, it reminds you of this comment by this, what, Russian, uh, what is this guy, a poet? Alexander Solzhenitsyn, yes, one of the, one yeah. of the great writers of yesteryear. Um, he, he it is who said, um, we know they're lying. They know they are lying. Okay, so first, first he said, we know they are lying. So we mean in the common people, and when he's talking about they, they're talking about the establishment, right? We know they are lying. They know they're lying. And they know we know they're lying. We know they know we know they're lying. But they're still lying. End of quote. That's Alexander Solzhenitsyn, one of the great writers who I greatly admire. He only passed away about 40 years ago, Sam. He's relatively recent in our in our history, I think it was the 1980s or 90s, maybe he passed away. But um, we got to push back, and we got to push back hard against this attempt to dominate and control the human family, Sam. Because big pharma and big tech and big science—they all want to dominate the human family. And uh, we need information. We need truth on our side. We have truth on our side. We just need to talk about it more and more and push back hard against this insidious attempt to dominate the human family. And uh, this next story from uh, Gary D. Barnett does just that. Uh, it's posted uh, at lourockwell.com just Saturday, two days ago, about an earth-shaking video on BitChute. Um, now, this is an interview of Dr. David Martin, who who just, I mean, he must be a uh, patent attorney or something. Maybe he's a doctor. I'm not sure exactly. I need to watch this video one more time. I've seen it just once, but it will knock your socks off. He seems to know the last 20 years of patents relating to coronavirus, and um, he's going to give some information which will just knock your socks off, Sam. Hang tight. More in seconds. Lowell Nelson, this is indeed... Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com to begin that restoration.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about an interview with Dr. David Martin, who is this Gary Barnett. Highlights this in an article. It's a bit shoot video where the interview takes place, right, Lowell? That's right, exactly right. Um this is serious, serious allegations. Just so you know, David Martin's a PhD. Okay. Yeah, and he Go ahead, needs sir. to be uh, to me, anyway, seems to be a like a patent attorney. I mean, he reviewed thousands of patents relating. He's, he's to... He's with a group as a physician that's worked on medical uh, and uh, patents of that sort. So he's not a patent attorney, but he is a PhD doctor, and he's worked with all kinds of international organizations on patents for decades. Oh, Just okay. so you know who, the, who he is and all the details. Yep. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll pick that up when I watch the video for a second time. It, it's that important. I think it's, a, it's an earth-shaking video. One of the things he does in this video, he quotes Peter Daszak of, of the uh, Eco Health Alliance, who made the following statement in 2015. Okay, so this is six years ago. Uh, Peter Daszak, uh, Daszak uh, Peter Daszak said this. Yes, quote, Daszak, that's need- right. Dazak, okay, we, quote, we need to increase public understanding of the need for medical countermeasures such as a pan-coronavirus vaccine. A key driver is the media, and the economics will follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process, end of quote. Now, that is an interesting statement because it shows that these people who came up with the coronavirus, the so-called novel coronavirus pandemic, they planned this. And they, they were seeking a way to get investors to, to, to give them money. Basically, it's a money-making venture for these yahoos. And so, you know, Barnett, Barnett writes this. He says, with this kind of solid evidence, all involved should be fully exposed, and prosecution of these criminals should be an easy task. Well, it just reminds me of how you started the show, Sam, talking about people who are corrupt not getting arrested, not being held to account, because they're the ones in charge. And that's what's happening here. The wrong guys are in charge, and they are getting away, literally getting away with murder, Sam. 
the, the effect of these lockdowns is murderous on the poor populations of the world, especially those in developing countries. It's murderous on the middle class here in this country and, and, and uh, you know, modern, modern countries. It's crushing the middle class. And so I, I just totally recommend that people listen to this interview with Dr. David Martin and, and listen to it a couple of times. That's what I'm going to do. And, and if you, I mean, we can pick out some of the highlights from this interview. Uh, Barnett mentions the, them in his article, and they're, they're just earth-shaking, Sam. There is nothing novel about this biological weapon. There are over one, and I'm just taking these highlights now. Here are the highlights. Over 120 patented pieces of evidence suggest the declaration of a novel coronavirus entirely fictitious. Um, we're injecting a synthetic spike protein mRNA sequence that is a computer simulation of a sequence that has been known and patented for years. Now, the goal is to inject spike protein. The mRNA vaccine, quote-unquote vaccine, does not meet patentable, legal, or clinical standards for vaccine. Uh, one last highlight here. According to the FDA's own standards, this is not a vaccine. It is a biological weapon. It is an opportunistic marketing campaign to address a stated objective. The medical, pharmaceutical, industrial complex needed to get the public to accept a pan-coronavirus medical countermeasure, and they needed the media machine to create the necessary hype, and accordingly, investors would follow where there is profit, monetary profit. So those and are that's why, ladies and gentlemen, when, when we speak out and tell the truth, they want to say we shouldn't be allowed to even tell our story. They want to control the narrative, and they want to shut anybody down who doesn't go along with the narrative, ladies and gentlemen. There is no Delta variant at all. The novel coronavirus is not novel at all. Okay, the COVID-19 was patented decades ago, ladies and gentlemen. Vaccineimpact.com with the details. All right, this is serious business. And, and the problem is, I don't know that we can even get the word out. Because people will just be like, oh, you guys are conspiracy nuts. Oh, you guys, because the mainstream press in bed with all academia, in bed with government, in bed with all kinds of government health organizations uh, in the United States and globally, and they are going to send the goon squad. They are going to send the strike force team to your door. They're already starting it in a county in North Carolina. And it may come to a county near you. I pray that it doesn't. But, ladies and gentlemen, what are you going to do when the COVID Biden strike force team knocks on your door? Well, John and Disha Whitehead wrote an article about this very thing. Just want to be left alone. Lowell? That's right. Uh, a week or two ago, President Biden said this. He said, quote, now we need to go community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood. And oftentimes going door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people to get protected from the virus. End of quote. Wow. Seems like a public service, huh? Well, let's remember. Well, the here's, the, here's the other problem, though. There was some Texas lawmakers that went to Washington, D.C., and they got the cocoa and they were all vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't do you any good anyway. In fact, it actually... Oh, yes, they say it makes it to where you don't get it as bad, Lowell. 
Yeah. But here's the problem. Uh, 99.9% of the people don't get it bad anyway. Right. And, and the people who do get it and then take the vaccine, take the jab, they have a higher death rate among that group of people than among those who have taken the jab not, have ha- not having had COVID. That's because it gives you blood clots, sir. Mm-hmm, exactly right, Sam. So even Biden's press secretary, her name is Jen Psaki, uh, Jen Psaki, uh, on July 6th confirmed this in a press briefing, confirmed that the Biden administration is putting together this strike, this team, these task forces to go around and in, in a benevolent sort of way, have conversations with people on their doorsteps in their own neighborhoods government agents knocking on your door, encouraging you, persuading you, coercing you to take the jab. That's what they have in mind. And so this white, this uh, uh, John and And, and there's white another side of this coin, Lowell, and documenting if you won't. Oh, yeah. They, they're going to take notes. They want information from you. They want to know uh, if you have taken the jab or whether you're going to take the jab, and they want to know all kinds of information about you. Well, do you do you believe in the do you believe in God? Maybe do you do you believe in the Constitution? Are you a, a Bible thumping, uh, God fearing Constitution adherent? Right? They're going to be taking notes, and so you know you need to know how to respond when the goons come and knock on your door. And, and Whitehead does a great uh, job here in this article posted at ronpaulinstitute.org talking about what you ought to know and what you ought to do when the friendly, smiling face of a government agent comes knocking at your door. And the very first question you need to ask yourself, well, do you, do you have to open the door? Uh, you know, well, well, of course not. No. Not unless the agent has a lawful warrant based on probable cause supported by oath or affirmation. Uh, you don't have to open that door. Uh, but, but most people, you know, particularly, you know, in my neighborhood, Sam, we're conditioned to open the door when the doorbell rings or a knock is heard. So what I'm suggesting is that, and what whiteheads are suggesting here is if you have a, a door peephole, you know, one of those things where you can look outside the door and see who's out there, that's always good advice, whether we're in this environment or even 20 years ago. You need to know who's knocking on your door. Or some people have these new ring doorbells where you can see on your on your uh, uh, mobile device who is knocking at the door, standing there wanting to gain entrance. Maybe the big bad wolf dressed up like Little Red Riding Hood. And so you need to see who's out there before you decide to open the door. And then most of the times it'll be a neighbor wanting to talk with you, and that's fine. But if it's a government agent, then maybe you shouldn't even open the door. Because if you open the door and start talking, this is what they call a knock-and-talk visit. This is well-known. Uh, it, it is a well-known device in policing circles, this knock-and-talk. And basically, it's a fishing expedition. They want you to—they want to get you to say something that would incriminate you, and then they're going to use that information against you. Well, you need to know that you don't—you have no obligation to speak with a government agent in this situation, this knock-and-talk situation. They—they they don't have a warrant. They're just there on a fishing expedition. You don't have to talk with them. And if you do speak, ascertain who they are, 
find out why they're there on your doorstep. You can stop speaking at any time. You also, Sam, you also have the right to order the agent off of your property. And if the agent does not leave your property, then you're free to call your local police, your county sheriff, to report a trespass. Because, you know, there's this, it's okay for people to come onto your property, knock on your door, and, and, and visit. But at some point, if you order them off of your property, then they must leave, or it is considered criminal trespass. What I'm likely to do if they come police. to my door, Lowell, is I'm likely to open the door. I'm likely to ask them questions and dominate the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I open mm-hmm. the door and I say, who are you? I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Do you have your vaccine card? Because you're awful close to me. You should back up because there's social distancing mm-hmm. and you're on my porch. I need you to step back, please. Now, who are mm-hmm. you and do you have a vaccination card? I would like to take a picture of your vaccination card. Um, furthermore, whose errand are you here on? Who gave you papers or authority to be here? Okay, well, who do you work for? And I think that you dominate the, que- the uh, conversation by just asking them question after question after question. Where do you live? What neighborhood are you in? Are you going to your own neighborhood or just mine? Um, mm-hmm. I need a copy of your vaccine card to make sure you're truly vaccinated because um, there's been people that have been faking vaccinations. And how can I find out if your vaccination card is real? Because, you know, uh, there's been people that are out there that are scammers these days, and they used to call me on the phone. Now they come to my door. And, and so i got to vet you very well. i got to know who you are and who you work for. Who's your boss? And, and I would just ask them so many questions they want to leave. <laughs> I, li- I like that approach, Sam, and that, that, that's going to work very well for you because of your, your personality, which is fantastic. I mean, you're going to be very and, and as soon as we're done with the questions I have for you since you're on my porch, I can answer your questions, but not until we're done. And if you don't want to proceed, <laughs> then you're free to leave. Otherwise, I'm glad to engage and glad to document everything that I can uh, uh, because you're giving me permission to do that, correct? And, and, and let's so see how quick the video they cooperate. Recording. Yeah, start a video recording on your phone before you start the conversation, Sam. And uh, people will be Amen very interested... That. In the, the question, the way that the agent answers your question. They're not going to be too now. eager to answer my question. They're going to want to go to the next neighbor. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and if enough Americans are smart enough to do that, they'll decide that it's not worth their time. They'll be shut down yeah. so fast. And the reason that I want to ask them all these questions is not only will it take them a half hour, but they'll be into the, um, under the questioning of, of Sam Bushman. But then it'll be hard for them to get to more homes as well. Thank you, Lowell. We're flat out of time. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, and the goal always to promote God, family, and country 
and to protect life, liberty, and property, and to do so using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Incredible hour, last hour, with Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. This hour, we got Dr. Scott Bradley on the line, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com, and on his website, incredible videos, well over a 1,000 videos, weekly webinars, his collegiate series, and a whole lot more. Check it out, freedomsrisingsun.com. Dr. Bradley, hope you had a delightful weekend, and welcome, sir. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you're very, very choppy on my end on this. I, I don't know if it's my connection or yours, but uh, uh, perhaps uh, as we go through, if anybody notices that, uh, we can be apprised of that and maybe get it taken care of. You're sounding, you're sounding clear on the air. We're having a little bit of Internet troubles, but the broadcast is going out and is being recorded so that when it plays back later this evening, et cetera, it'll sound perfect. Uh, hopefully. So we'll we'll see about that. But you're sounding okay on the air for now, and we'll just have to march along and do the very best we can. We appreciate uh, you bringing this to our attention, though. We're working on it. Excellent. Well, it's always perfect, regardless of what anybody says. <laughs> All right. It's hard to know how to handle this, uh, this coronavirus thing. Because they're literally taking this all the way to the bank. Now they're coming back and saying the Delta variant uh, is the problem. And they're starting to lock down certain places in the country again. Los Angeles, for example, is mandating masks. They're literally talking about going door to door now. All right. Literally, they're pushing for this door to door idea. All right. There's not a pandemic. There's only fear. All right, the uh, whole thing is a flat-out lie. And then what they want to do is they want to have COVID strike teams come to your door. Uh, and then they want to basically say, hey, if you're peddling information that they determine is misinformation, then they want to shut you down everywhere and basically call you a domestic terrorist criminal dispenser of misinformation. But you know what? The Ministry of Truth is the only place that information is legitimate, even if, listen carefully, even if they get caught proven wrong with their information, uh, so Fauci peddled that it was came from a, uh, you know, a, 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 a meat market or whatever. Well, it turns out that's not very credible. It came from a lab, which we said from the beginning, and they mocked us as conspiracy theorists. But now they're admitting, so they need to be shut down for their disinformation, doctor. Well, that's the whole process we've talked about for the last year and a half. Uh, there has not been a shred of science in this entire process. It's been all slap shot. There's no ready aim fire. There's fire ready aim on everything. From the very get-go on this thing, their intention and agenda has been universal vaccines. I mean, and we can go back to the very uh, first week in March, uh, when we began talking about this and find that the uh, uh, the, the media, again, I, I say there's not a narrative, there's not a storyline, there's a script. And, um, and anything and everything that's happening on this was planned, uh, I don't know when exactly, I wasn't in the meetings. I suspect there were, there were meetings, I suspect, based upon circumstantial evidence that I've been able to put together, 
that had people in it that you would never, ever, ever suspect. I think church leaders in high places across the world have been involved, government leaders, media leaders, scientists. I think that there's been a political agendized effort to be put forth by, we call them the deep state now. It's a conspiratorial effort by those that seek to overthrow the freedom of all mankind, those that seek to destroy the great gift of of God's agency to mankind to be free and choose a path. And so whatever's happening right now has been totally, completely, and unequivocally predictable. And in fact, whatever happens, Sam, it will be blamed upon people like you and me that have always been saying, no, 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 this is, this is a facade. I've called it the Fauci facade since March of last year. And, uh, and what we have is the realities of God's creation going forth while they're trying to intervene with their puny little arm and cause us difficulties. And yes, they can cause difficulty because government's not eloquence, it's not reason, it is force. And like fire, it's a dangerous servant and a fearful master. And, and basically what we're finding is that the tyrants that be, that sit in office today, that really aren't qualified to govern, but are only there as shills for the uh, agenda, I think it's time that the people recognize and, and we make some changes in, in how we do things. And there's constitutional All right, so let me, let me give you some information here. So the former attorney, let's see, former Surgeon General. So under Donald Trump, the former Surgeon General was a guy by the name of Jerome, Jerome Adams. And now he uh, basically is saying he was wrong. He says CDC mask guidance was premature and wrong. So he and Fauci said back in the early days, you don't need to wear masks. And then later they said, hey, you know what? You can start taking your masks off if you've been vaccinated. Now, uh, Peter Aitken, Fox News, uh, documenting, he's saying I was wrong, and now I regret being wrong. So now he's advocating for masks because of the Delta variant and advocating for masks uh, and said that, uh, you know, we shouldn't never advise against them and everything else now. I'm not bringing him up because he's for masks now. I'm bringing him up because if he had wrong information, uh, he, that's misinformation, and they need to shut him down. I don't want to hear from this guy anymore. If we're going to do the information game, then none of these people have credibility, and they all need to go off the stage. The sooner the better, doctor. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, here's, here's the issue. We have thousands, many thousands of other credible, highly credentialed, people that are extremely uh, capable and prepared and in the industry. I mean, you can take any way you want to slice it and see that they are the ones that are being censored. And the people that are doing the slap shot all the time that are on the agenda, I mean, this has never been varied from, not once, not any time when they've had contrary information brought forward. And so, in my opinion, and uh, who's listening to me, but the fact of the matter is the CDC, the National Institute of Health, the World Health Organization, our government agencies, certainly our media agencies, are all the ones that if, if they discount it, if they deny it, if they are in favor of censoring the other viewpoint, you know for a fact that you're right and they're wrong. And, and that's the problem, is that they've lost all credibility. I, I try and get my news sources from a lot of different uh, places. Uh, I mean, I look at international. Uh, honestly and frankly, I think there's, there's probably in many, I think there's an argument to be made that 
But outside the United States, there's more freedom of the press than there is within the United States. But that's another path we can go down if you want to sometime. But but the fact of the matter is, we don't have freedom of the of speech. We have big tech and government who are collaborating in a fascist manner to do the, this censoring. But I get sources from all over, and and over the weekend I I was looking at even some sources I don't normally look at. You know, more if you will, main stream, if you will, that we call it. I call it the lame brain media. I spent a couple of days listening carefully to their narrative. They are hyperventilating as they bring this. There's an there's a, a a passion. There's not just a passion. There's an urgency in their voice. We must do this. We there's, must there's fear. We literally, must die. Hold on. There's literally a deranged, unhinged quotient to their narrative and to their behavior. Indeed, indeed, there truly is, and and the um, the feeling is. As I watched this, I'm thinking, you know what? I think of people I know. I mean, look, I look at my dad, for example. He's in his mid-90s. That's all he listens to. He only hears that. And and his blood. I can just see his blood pressure rising as, as this stuff is, is promulgated, you know, as it is spewed venomously in this sense. And there is such, it's kind of like somebody, fire, 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 your house is on fire, or your child's in the swimming pool drowning, whatever, okay? There's that kind of tone and urgency in their voice that that raises this fight or flight uh, kind of, you know, natural eternal response within our bodies that, that has served us so well throughout all history. Uh, but but right now what they're doing it they're using very very well chosen not just the words themselves, but the methodology by which it's being presented, and and I I was as I listened to this I was even more astounded I I try and pay attention to things like this but but as I listened over the weekend a couple of these days I thought you know what they really have the psychology of this down pat I think of some people in high places that are motivational kinds of PhDs for, uh, you know, organizational motivation or or behavioral modification or whatever. These people have honed this so well. And and so we have this hyperventilating urgency behind everything. You know, think how you'd be if somebody woke you up in the middle of the night or your fire alarm did, and suddenly you've got to get out of the house. Now, there's a lot of different responses. I have been on fires. Oh, man, looks like we got a we got to take a break. Remind me when we come back to talk about fires. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious indeed. The real bioweapon is the poisonous, experimental gene therapy injection falsely called a vaccine. Dr. Bradley with me. Sam Bushman. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? 
The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. The propaganda is at an all-time high in America. And it's one thing for them to peddle the propaganda and have their opinion and their view, but what they're doing is they're squelching, squashing any dissenters to the point where they're calling you a domestic terrorist, a domestic threat, a purveyor of misinformation. You should be shut down everywhere. However, we've already caught them in so many lies. Their disinformation is obvious from Fauci on down. He claimed he wasn't involved in gain-of-function research. Got caught lying. Claimed we didn't need masks. Then claimed we do need masks. Then says we don't need masks. Now the former Surgeon General says, by golly, I was wrong. You do need masks again. Literally running around peddling these uh, vaccines that aren't safe and effective, although they claim they are. If I say they're not, they say I'm guilty of misinformation, except they've never been proven safe and effective at all. They're on emergency approval right now. All right. So the fact is, you can't claim they're safe and effective on emergency approval. Uh, And if they are safe and effective, okay, then here's the next question. Are they a legitimate vaccine according to the traditional definitions? They're lying on every front. And what they're doing is using this, your house is on fire, emergency, get everybody into a panic mode they're fearful if they don't get us all vaccinated right away we'll find out the truth and we may never do it dr bradley well there are uh, gobs of people that have already discovered the truth or else at least they've used their brains to think through this with these issues you bring forth about this emergency youth authorization the idea that uh, that all of these years we have been developing things through a process that has many gates and, and uh, safeguards that are put in place, they've removed those. They say, oh, we got, we got all the impediments out of the way. Yeah, they quit their testing. They didn't do testing, perhaps two to three weeks. I mean, you know, come on, that's got to give us a long-term view. What we're finding, what appears to be correlations between uh, getting the jab and then having things happen uh, three weeks, a month, two months later, that is uh, that is unraveling. Uh, I mean, the the veyers, this this government CDC reporting agency that we've got, that has uh, now. I think we've only got information through about the second of July now. So we're it's running, it's lagging a few weeks, like about 17 days maybe or so, somewhere in there. There's I'm I'm going my memory as I looked at them as they came out, 438,000 
adverse reactions recorded in the Vayers thing here in the States. And it's over 10,000 deaths. Okay, now, there, it's, it's questionable as to whether or not the, 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 it even comes close to what the reality is because the reporting process is quite complicated and it's time-consuming and most physicians are loath to do it. And everyone that I know, everyone without fail that I know that I believe has had an adverse reaction has not been reported because of that complication and the uh, the uh, time-consuming effect, effect of it. So there are those that believe, at best, it's 10% of reality. Do the math on 400-plus thousand adverse reactions and 10,000 deaths. Well, and, and a lot and of these doctors are now reporting, Dr. Bradley, that there's blood clots that happen when you take this vaccine. Uh, they report the big blood clots because they have to. But there's tiny blood clots that you have to have special testing to even identify in the people that have taken vaccines uh, to the point where it's going to be serious, serious problems down the road. Doctors are warning of this reality right now. The, there's no question. There, There is stuff emerging. Again, the the three-week period, perhaps, uh, I'm giving them a little bit of grace there, three-week period that during the run-up to releasing these for general consumption um, was three weeks, perhaps, of examination. And they did not look for these micro-clots that the, some people are discovering and what is happening with blood. I wish this would become a w much more widespread uh, understanding about where we're going with this thing. But, but in uh, if... The best is a 10% reporting, is what they're saying. It may be as low as 1%. Do the math on 1% and tell me how egregious this whole thing is. But, um, you know, it's it's funny. We get different responses. I, I brought up a, 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 the fire world. Um, I did some wildland firefighting and a little volunteer stuff uh, when I was younger. And I remember going entering a home that was on fire one time. So this was under volunteer status. Uh, that was on fire. The home was a husband and wife that, that were hearing impaired. And as I went down the hallway to get, I mean, this is a smoke-filled home, and the wife is, is cowering at the end of the hallway, completely paralyzed by fear. I mean, her, it, it, <laughs> if you can smell, if you can taste, if you can see, you don't have to hear, you know your house is on fire. But she was too fearful to move. It was a, a physical removal was required to get her out of the house because she was cowering at the end of the hallway. Some people respond that way to fear. Others of them run around like, you know, chickens with their head cut off, or we've talked before on your program, I think, with rabbit drives, how scared rabbits respond during rabbit drives and that they used to hold in the old days. Other people are more cavalier about it. I, I saw a T-shirt here recently that uh, it said, don't worry, I've had both my shots, and on the front was... Uh, Two tequila shots with with uh, lime uh, slices by it, and it's like okay. There you go. So th there's a lot of different people's responses, but what's happening is people today are, I think, they're jaded. I, I think that there's those that are broke down at the end of the hallway in the fire in their house. I think they're ready to to absolutely. They may snap. They may kill themselves. They may. They may go into a catatonic trance. I don't know what they're going to do. Other people, like that T-shirt I said that I've had my shots and there were alcohol shots involved, they're they're ready to go. You know, throw everything overboard and and go live a life, a cavalier life of licentiousness. I don't know what they're going to do with it. But the fact of the matter is, there's a whole spectrum. 
but but I really truly believe that people are jaded, and uh, and the L.A. thing, and I think San Francisco is doing this too, where they have gone back. It doesn't matter if you've had your shots, because you know what? They don't work, people. There is no shred of evidence that what they're well, doing. Well, and you even have these three uh, representatives that left Texas and went to Washington, D.C. They were all vaccinated and they got the coronavirus, right? And you see the athletes. I mean, we have 100%. We have population bases, you know, dependent. I mean, whether it's a cruise ship that everybody was 100% vaccinated on or a, or an athletic team that everybody was 100% ath, uh, you know, vaccinated on, whatever it is, they're still coming down with it, people. And do you know well, why? And, and let me because give you some comparisons that are let me give you some comparisons that are interesting. I really want you to ponder this situation, okay? I'm going to start with certain states and I'm going to compare them. Louisiana has 495,000 uh people that I guess have been, you know, they they've uh, tested positive for the COVID, okay? 495,000. They have okay, so 10,800 deaths. People. They've got 10,800 deaths. Kentucky, 469,000 people, 7,000 deaths. Oklahoma, 464,000, 7,400 plus deaths. Maryland, 464,000, 9,700 deaths. Washington State, 460,000, 6,042 deaths. Now listen to Utah. Where I live, where Dr. Bradley lives, 422,000. So the difference is 495 to 422 in all these states. They're all in the mid-400,000s, right? Or towards in the Utah, end of 400,000, yeah. In Utah, only 2,413 deaths. So why is there literally triple and quadruple in these other states? And no one's discussing this. Iowa has 375,000 people, so 50,000 people less than Utah but triple the deaths, over 6,100 deaths. Why? Arkansas, 362,000. So literally like 60-plus thousand less than Utah who have received or who are, are test positive, 5,900 deaths, triple, and less people. Connecticut, 350,000. So literally 70,000 less than Utah, but quadruple the deaths, over 8,000 deaths. What's going on here? I mean, it's just well, shocking. I, there, there is, like I say, I, and I, I continue to beat this drum, if you will. There is no science. They don't know. And by the way, all of those death numbers pale in comparison to what Como did in New York with his stupid approach that that got him so much praise and glory. That I mean, he put he put people that were sick with. I mean, they were clinically sick according to what the testing says and again we could get off on a tangent as how idiotic the pcr test is which is not science either but but you look at what como did how he put him in in uh, lockdown with the most vulnerable of all people the aged and infirm that have their other comorbidities and he's considered a hero of course he i think over the weekend he got to talk a little bit about his sexual pro proclivities and perversions with the Attorney General in New York, but Como's all screwed up no matter how you look at it. But the fact of the matter is, I don't believe anybody really knows. And I now believe check out that New Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. 207,000 people who have been tested positive for the coronavirus. That's less than half of Utah, but they got over double. 
4,379 deaths. Why half the number of people get the COVID but double the deaths? Shouldn't people be asking these kind of questions? Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. 80 large wildfires are burning across nearly 1.2 million acres in the West, according to the National Interagency Fire Center. This includes 18 in Montana, 17 in Idaho, and 9 in each California and Oregon. Where the largest blaze in the United States, the bootleg fire, is as big as Los Angeles, California. Texas lawmakers who ran away to Washington, D.C. aboard private planes stocked with beer to avoid a quorum on a law they didn't like were seen in photographs on the plane without masking up. A handful of those have now tested positive for the coronavirus, raising to five the number of infected persons in the delegation. A caucus official had said they all had been vaccinated. A U.S. appeals court late Saturday in a two-to-one ruling put on hold a lower court decision that said the CDC could not enforce its coronavirus cruise ship rules in Florida. The court stated the CDC exceeded its authority in adapting rules governing the resumption of cruise ship sailing. This is USA Radio News. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Gasoline prices continue to cost more. It's nine cents higher than a month ago and nearly one dollar higher than a year ago. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau has more. The increase to 316 a gallon comes after Saudi Arabia reached a compromise with the United Arab Emirates at last weekend's OPEC meeting regarding oil output. Patrick DeHaan is with GasBuddy.com. Overall, OPEC plans to boost oil production by 400,000 barrels per day every month until 2022, when nearly all of its production cuts due to COVID will be restored. Last year, the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries agreed to output cuts of almost 10 million barrels per day due to the decrease in demand due to the pandemic. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. Thank you, John, and thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live. Just a couple more states to highlight this reality, ladies and gentlemen. California, 3,800,000 people have uh, been tested positive for the coronavirus. So literally, if Utah is 400,000, times that by 10, that would be 4 million. So it's about 10 times the number of people that have the coronavirus. But Utah only has 2,400 deaths. Um, California has 64,000 deaths. And if you took the 2,400 
and times it by 10 like I just did the number of cases, you would have 24,000, not 64,000. It's way over double. Well, Dr. Bradley brought up New York. Let's use that as the last state to make the point. New York, they have 2,126,000. So really, um, what's that? Five times what Utah has in terms of cases? But they have 53,000 deaths, not 24,000. Why way over double? People need to kind of answer these kind of questions and think through this a little bit. And I submit to you that I think vaccinations is part of it. I think putting people in uh, in uh, uh, old folks' homes, like the governor of New York did, um, putting people uh, in, in close proximity to one another. Uh, I mean, you can go on and on and on. But then you look, and the numbers of death haven't even increased in America. With all that death, you would think it would be increased, and insurance companies would be going bananas. They're not. Furthermore, you would think that, hey, people would still be getting the flu. They're not. Um, The fact is they're deceiving the public on this, but yet they want to shut down our narrative because we don't carry the ball uh, for their uh, propaganda. But they've been proven wrong so many times in so many ways. Governor Cuomo lied, got caught lying. Right? He's been faking the numbers. So we're not going to hear from Cuomo anymore. We're not going to hear from Fauci anymore. We're not going to hear from the former um, whatever Surgeon General anymore because they've all been caught peddling misinformation. So I'm glad those people are all shut down now, Doctor. Well, I, I think you're a little bit more. Don't we wish um, it were true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, I was going to just say that, that you probably – I have a lot of wishful thinking going on in there. It is not going to change whatsoever. We are not going to find anybody that that backs off, dials down any of their cries for despair and and hopelessness. You're going to find this doubling down. Let's go to that mortality, that, that national mortality rate for just a second. You talked about there's no more, you know, dead. There's not. You go back and you look at the total uh, the total count for all causes of mor- morbidity. Any anybody that died for any reason over the last five years, they've got statistics on that. Look, ten years, they got more than that. Okay, look and see. Statistically, it's a wash. I mean, if you have a handful here and there and so on for all causes of death for 2020, it was basically a wash statistically with previous years. And as you point out, uh, people are, uh, you know, oh my goodness, seasonal flu went to nothing. Well. Usually we kill between 30, and we don't, but the disease supposedly does, between 30 and 80,000 people in, in seasonal flu. And uh, that's the problem. I, I say you know, facetiously, but, but there's a lot of truth sometimes in humor, if such can be called. If somebody fell out of an airplane without a parachute on, they landed in the middle of the freeway, got run over by a, a tractor-trailer rig, and somebody swabbed their nose afterwards if whatever was left and there was using the the fake pcr test which we know based on the way they've been using it number one it was never designed for diagnosis it was a it was a research tool it's not a diagnosis tool but anyway that's another uh, extensive discussion we can have but the fact of the matter is they would say it was a coronavirus related death based upon the fact that they ran the iterations enough times through the PCR test, so they came up with, ah, there's a positive too. Nowadays, we have people that were vaccinated, so-called, by the jab a month, two months, three months previously, and they end up having some really adverse reaction, like one guy that's here locally with us that can't speak and he can't walk now. 
And uh, oh no no no, they're they're not you know there there's no correlation. They're, I mean you know there's no relationship. It's it's spe- speculation. It's happenstantial. A healthy young fellow. I'm going to say young. He's at about my age in his seventies. But the fact of the matter is that's how it's done. Anything before was related to the COVID. Now nothing is related to the jab. They've done a complete flip on their mental uh, uh, gymnastics on this thing. And they've come up upside down and landed on their head. But that's the problem. You're wishful thinking about all these uh, these naysayers and doomsday sayers and everything else is going down the tubes. Oh, let's talk about the Delta variant for a while. Um, is it really the Delta variant? Um, of course, you know, we know about viruses and how they migrate. And, and that's something we've dealt with for thousands of years as mortals. And that's just the way it is. Uh, or could it be some side effect? of something that came in the jab. And, you know, nobody's even researching. Well, at least nobody that's allowed to speak about this and not be got be cut off at the knees. See, the stuff is just spun out of control, and some of us are jaded. We're just, and of course, I've been tired of it since the moment I first heard about it because, uh, for example, in Utah, before, uh, almost three weeks before we had our so-called first coronavirus-related death, three weeks before that first death supposedly happened, which I believe is for, for other morbidity causes too, because that's the way most of them are, age and morbidity uh, symptoms from other things. Three weeks before that happened, our governor declared a state of emergency in the state. Huh? Is this guy a prophet? Did he know that there was going to be some egregious avalanche of this dread disease that was going to come upon Utah? And so he had to do No, really what it was is they had been informed that the national government under Trump was going to declare a national state of emergency. And if Utah had a state of emergency going at the same time, oh, my goodness, billions upon billions of dollars would be poured all over our bodies in this state. And that was what it did. It opened the coffers of money. Follow the money, people. And that isn't just on government handouts. It also includes the idea of what people are doing, this miraculous this miraculous new approach to things, they're making billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of dollars in the pharma companies. And by the way, we're selling our souls to them. They have the largest lobby by far and away, multiple times over, the second largest lobby in government. And certainly they basically own the airwaves because they fund so much of what's going on. If you don't listen to some of the announcements or of uh, you know different designer solutions to challenges that face people and then listen to all the contradictions that happen or are possible you don't know how much money's being spent in media but they do they own media based on the fact that they're pouring lots of money into it and they own government officials and these are the people that have no downside they could take money in by the dump truck load and have no risk on it. And and the taxpayer is the only one that, well, not just the taxpayer, it's the individual that gets the jab. I mean, every way we look at this is is just shocking to me uh, that, that we're falling for this. And 
and like I say, they've got these uh, social scientists. I don't know what the heck they're all, you know, in, in organizational behavior, and human behavior, and everything else like that. I think they're, they've got this honed to a science, and they've got us all hyperventilated because that's how they present the message. And, and it's just time to stop. When do we lock down people that are in every way, shape, and form, historically by any way you'd possibly measure it, healthy? What, what do we do? We shut down society that's, by and large, completely healthy. No more deaths than we've had for years, statistically, by all causes. And, and we shut down the economy. We steal an election. We you know, destroy the whole election process. We're implementing tyranny. We're doing door-to-door -door now. We're, we're going to do compulsion on everything, all outside the bounds of constitutional authority, either within the United States Constitution or our state constitutions. We have monarchs that, okay, if, were they elected? Does that mean they can take monarchical powers? No. Everybody that holds office has, a, has taken an oath to keep their actions within constitutional bounds, and there is no constitutional bounds for allowing anything that they're doing. Governors, like our governor, that create so-called laws. No, you can't do it. Constitutionally, that's the legislature or the people. That's all. And our Constitution in Utah says, even in an emergency, even to, to uh, you know, ex for expedient purpose to keep everything running, nobody can violate the Constitution. I believe it's Article 30 that says that in the Utah Constitution. I'll have to look that up quickly. But the fact of the matter is, that is specific to the Constitution. There is, there is no authority to do anything that's happening. Nobody can create these laws and enforce them on the people. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Fauci said possible that millions could die in the U.S. We've only got 106, or I'm sorry, 609,000 people that have died. And most of those numbers have been proven bogus, false. I guess we got to shut down Fauci for misinformation on so many topics. Quick pause. Dr. Bradley with us. Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota? Well, here's your opportunity. This July 21st through 24th, thousands of liberty lovers are headed to South Dakota for the greatest libertarian show on earth, Freedom Fest, this time held at the Rushmore Civic Center in Rapid City, South Dakota, with a record-setting crowd. Here's your chance to make new friends and meet the country's top political and business leaders, authors, and filmmakers in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Some of the star speakers this year, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Dr. Drew, Larry Elder, U.S. Senator Mike Lee, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis, the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey, Steve Moore, John Fun, Grover Norquist, Tom Woods, and the infamous pandemic mock trial. Go to freedomfest.com. Use promo code WAR50 to get $50 off the registration fee. That's freedomfest.com with promo code WAR50. Fly there, drive there, bike there, RV there, be there. FreedomFest in South Dakota. Get your tickets now at freedomfest.com. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education. 
conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. What about your right to be left alone? Vaccine mania, ladies and gentlemen, has led to all-out, flat-out suppression of all COVID treatments that work. Dr. Fauci said possibly millions could die in the U.S. from the coronavirus. So far, literally a a year and a half plus later, only 609,000 have died. And those are questionable numbers, to say the least. Cuomo's been faking numbers, and everybody else has been faking numbers to the point where you can't trust anything they say. They also told you that, hey, you know what, the earliest cases were in, like, January, February. Now they're saying, well, they were probably in November, December, possibly even earlier. So they peddled misinformation of when the uh, scandal even started, for that matter. Um, How much authority, though, do state? and local officials even have. And that's really what Dr. Bradley is highlighting right now. They're all acting without authority, ladies and gentlemen, by the consent of the people are they governed. We've given certain powers to the legislative branch, to the judicial branch, to the executive branch. Uh, And then we've given limits of how much they can act even within their branches. So not only do we have abuse of power at an extreme levels, but it's by the wrong branches. Even the legislative body can't... uh, Uh, do some of the things that they're doing, constitutionally speaking, from federal and state constitutions, if you will, or general and state constitutions. Uh, So not only is it um, overreach, but it's even the wrong branches of government without authority overreaching. Clearly, these people should be thrown in prison for their abuse of power, Dr. Bradley. Well, absolutely. They should be removed from office. There's uh, constitutional processes by which that is done. The the, uh, idea of using impeachment should be renewed. <clears throat> By the way, looking that up during the break, Article 6, Section 30, Utah Constitution, talks about public officers and temporary measures are not allowed to be contrary to the Constitution and applicable law. It specifically says that in Article 6, Section 30, Subsection 2. And that is exactly... And even if you're one of those people that say, well, for an emergency, they can do things. Yeah, no, no, an no, emergency no. doesn't last a year and a half. Well, not only that, but they so, cannot be not, contrary to the Constitution. But I'm saying even if you believe they can, though, even if you believe they can, right. uh, you've got to basically realize that would even only be for a temporary short period of time, even if you believe that. Now, I don't believe that at all. I agree with the Constitution of the state of Utah. I'm just merely saying even if you want to give rise to that, that doesn't mean they have authority for well over a year and a half. And when the legislature reigns in the governor and he still disobeys, you've got criminals running around. You know, it's interesting to me. You bring up these other uh, modalities of treatment uh, that have been completely kiboshed in the United States and and really done by fake um, research, if you will. I I remember uh, back, it was probably May or so in 2020, uh, the largest uh, health institution in the state of Utah was doing a a study on whether hydroxychloroquine could be uh, effective in this. 
Well, based upon the CDC's pronouncement, they shut that down and said, "Oh no, no, we already know this is this is a no this is a no start kind of thing. We're going to stop it." Well, uh, other countries have not done such stupid, foolish uh, things. And by the way, had they proved effective, safe and effective, if you will, in the treatment of this dread disease, um, it would have precluded this approach that we're using with the so-called vaccine. But we have friends and contacts around the world, and I over the weekend I had some contact. Um, the Delta variant, if you will, is running wild and rampant, along with a lot of other crazy things that are happening in South Africa, if we want to look at the political arena there. But the, the Delta variant is supposedly running rapid there, rampant, but in Africa for many, many decades, they've been using uh, some of these other modalities. And uh, the word was that uh, the, the ivermectin, uh, which somebody's going to probably censor this uh, radio program because of, oh, my goodness, they brought up a denied um, treatment. They took it, and, and everything was completely restored, no further problems, two days, 100% complete recovery. And th these are uh, people that are family members of close friends of mine that, that had personal experience of, with this. Uh, it, it's absolutely astounding how things have been manipulated and contrived in this country to shut down anything that might be possibly giving us hope or even exposing the falsehood. And uh, and so, uh, you know, I wish your wishful thinking would happen <laughs> where these people that have been such a facade the whole time that are probably making personal profits over this thing, they're probably are personally becoming at least multimillionaires, if not billionaires, over this thing because of their um, investments, if you will, or their manipulation of markets because of this. And I, I just, I, I'm dumbfounded. I'm speechless. And, and as you know, I, I seem to be able to rattle on forever and ever. But it just is astounding to me that we have allowed this absolute, complete, it's it's a, a human disaster. It's crimes against humanity. It is something we need more Nuremberg trials, that we really, truly do need Nuremberg trials again on this. In fact, what we're doing now violates the Nuremberg Code that came out of that after the egregious, diabolical medical experiments that guys like Josef Mengels did on people that, that had no say in it back during the... the uh, World War II era, and and so after hearing all the evidence and, and uh, making decisions, the Nuremberg Code was brought forth in regards to medical experience, experiments. And, and what is going on is that with this huge experiment across the world violates the Nuremberg Code. People are not given informed consent. They do not have the privilege in many countries to deflect it. I mean, it's being coerced upon them. They do not have the the opportunity to withdraw or deny anything. I mean, it's like and, and there are life and death things that are hinging on this. And uh, the risks that we're imposing upon the people of the world, I believe, are yet to be measured. I, I don't believe that we can possibly put our arms around this thing because the sh shortness of the quote-unquote safety testing they did in no way, shape, or form could have predicted some of these long-term effects. Everything from, you know, autoimmune system problems to 
many blood clots to strokes to heart attacks to uh, life affecting things Guillaume Barre disease, which now they've added. Yes, that indeed, caution. it's all over the place. And Doctor Bradley, there's a a doctor. His name is Doctor Charles Hoff. He's a Canadian doctor, and he uh, did well over 900 injections of the cocoa vaccine. But then he came to his senses, and he realized that 62 percent of his patients that were vaccinated for COVID have permanent heart damage, and he quit. And now he's speaking out boldly. The details are in healthimpactnews.com. And he highlights this as a serious, serious problem. He's the one documenting how to determine if you've got blood clots, tiny micro blood clots uh, from this. Dr. Pierre Corey's another one that spoke out boldly and recommends ivermectin, a powerful antiviral inexpensive drug solution uh, for the COVID virus. But every one of these doctors are losing their careers, losing their uh, income, literally being their character assassination is, is uh, complete by the media, by government. I mean, all things that make any sense are flat out shut down. And everybody who doesn't go with the standard hook, line, and sinker federal government bed with media line is considered a terrorist or a misinformation specialist that needs to be shut down at every turn. If they're not afraid of our narrative, if they have the truth, why not let the heart and minds of Americans battle it out and let the truth prevail? What are they afraid of? And that tells you, in my opinion, everything you need to know. Open and fury exchange. That's what our society has always been about. And if, you're, if you think direct current electricity is better than uh, alternating current electricity, talk it through. Everybody ought to be able to be heard. I mean, I, I picked something that's so remote from what we're just facing at this time. But if you've I don't got know, back a different in the day, it was opinion, a pretty big issue, though. <laughs> but here, maybe, but, it, but the fact is it was talked through. But here's another point. This is the way the American Founding Fathers, and we always try and go back to the American Founding Fathers on so many things. Their wisdom is, is just immense. But, but these guys... They meet together in the taverns or, or public places, and they had public debate, public discussion. They exchanged ideas. You look at the convention that happened in, in Philadelphia in 1787 when, when men from divergent history and experiences met together through May through the middle of September and, and discussed ideas that became, they were they were cataclysmically against what the monarchy and everybody believed at the time, but yet they set the foundation for the freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous, most respected nation on earth. But there were divergent opinions that they were able to talk through. And by the way, it was a judgment-free zone, if you will. I mean, yeah, they were harsh with each other at times, but they didn't have, you know, debates that, that they were character assassination and, and chopping people off at the knees. They heard the discussions. They reviewed the analysis. People changed positions. You know, you might have and been for a And they were also sequel. not willing to shut down the opponent either. They were willing to engage with the opponent and work through it and, 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 and highlight their views and, and, and use better judgment to prevail and common sense and use the um, e e efficacy of their arguments to to sway people to their opinion. They didn't try to just shut down opposition. When the opposition just tries to shut you down, it tells me they can't stand the heat of a real discussion, of a real debate of facts. Or when, else they they result to, when they result to ad hominem attacks, oh, you're a terrorist, or you're ugly, or you're fat, or you're old, whatever. Those are personal attacks that have nothing whatsoever to do 
with the germaneness of your argument or the facts or the uh, the information you're exchanging. And when people result, resort to these type of attacks, they're called ad, ad hominem attacks, you know they're out of gas. They have nothing to stand on. And they're telling you you're ugly as their reason that you should be rejected. Well, th okay, so what you know from this exposure of people, oh, you're a terrorist, you should be shut down. Well, that means they're afa afraid that your argument will prevail if anybody gives it any moment of review, consideration, intelligence in their mind. You know, we go back to uh, uh, George Washington. If to please the people we offer what we ourselves disapprove of, how can we afterwards defend our work? Let us raise a standard to which uh, is which the wise and the honest can repair. The event is in the hands of God. That's what we need to do. Let's raise that standard. Let's let's exchange information. Let's have open dialogue. Let's have an opportunity for we the people to be able to have an understanding of where we're going with this thing. And I believe we'll make some good choices. But they're they're completely stifling, not just stifling, they're shutting down any discussion because they fear what will happen if we stop fearing. We can't keep fearing Ladies people. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to seize the day, watch the fear in their eyes as we stand for the truth because the truth shall make us free. Their lies are creating a tyranny. They're letting government officials run around like criminals and uh, literally deceive and betray the people. Don't let it happen, ladies and gentlemen. You can say the debate's hot, and indeed it is, but let's stand with truth. Fauci predicted millions dead. It hasn't even close to come true. Pray for God Almighty to protect us and heal our land and do what it takes to garner that blessing. He told us if we repent and turn to him, that's what'll that's what'll be the key for you and I. Let's stand with God, family, and country. Let's be peaceful but direct and insistent on the truth. Dr. Bradley, thank you so much. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>